0: Pray with me. Come, O life-giving Creator, and rattle the door latch of our slumbering hearts. Awaken us as you breathe upon a winter-wrapped earth, gently calling to life, Virgin Spring. Awaken in these fortified days of Lenten prayer and discipline our youthful dreams of holiness. Call us forth from the prison camp of numerous past defeats, and narrow patterns of being to make our ordinary lives extraordinarily alive through the passion of our love. Show to us during these Lenten days how to take the daily things of life and by submerging them in the sacred to infuse them with a great love for you, O God, and for others. Guide us to perform simple acts of love and prayer the real works of reform and renewal of this overture to the spring of the Spirit. O Father of Jesus, Mother of Christ, help us not to waste these precious Lenten days of our soul's spiritual springtime. Amen. Good evening, my beloved friends, and welcome to the beginning of Lent a season in which we are called to breathe in deeply and to stand still and to dare to take in all that this season has to offer. Of all the things that can be said about the purpose of Lent, these 40 days now leading us towards Easter morning, I find the words of this opening prayer by Edward Hayes, some of the best words to encapsulate everything that I hope and pray for us as a community this season. In short, I hear an invitation to set some time apart in our lives to uncover and remember who we are at our very core, both broken and blessed. It's a season to remember that we are not created to be independent, we are not created to be self-sufficient islands, but rather beautiful, strong, vulnerable, tender reflections of God's love in the world dependent on deep connections one to another. Today, amidst the all-pervasive backdrop of COVID, it may seem cruel at first to suggest there is value in embracing this invitation for deep reflection and quiet and solitude during Lent this year. I, for one, feel that I've often had enough alone time this year for a lifetime, but I want to share why I think think this invitation is different and why I think it is particularly important right now. I once heard a younger and wiser member of my family once say that there is a difference between being alone and lonely. And while it was said apart from the context tonight, I offer that wisdom to all of us to engage in the tradition and the holy rituals that are set before us in the days ahead. Tonight, we are called to start a journey, a journey that we primarily have to take alone. It is a journey that we start tonight by naming and confessing ways that we have fallen short of living our best lives making choices consciously and unconsciously that may have fallen short of reflecting who we are in God's eyes. We are, quite literally, asked to bow down and seek forgiveness for those shortcomings, to render our hearts wide open in a posture of true humility. Too often, I think, we conflate the word humility with the word humiliation. So this evening, I want to stop for a moment and remember the difference. Ash Wednesday is about the former, not the latter. It is about our very human need to recognize our limitations. It's about calling us to a place of deep truth and authenticity. Ash Wednesday for me over the years has become a kind of spiritual resetting. It is the day and this is the liturgy. It calls me to simply stop. For me, that's remembering the times that I have failed or have overfunctioned or have spoken too much or too little, or maybe even avoided ways of being in right relation with other people in my immediate circles or even in the world. It does not mean that I am a bad person, it means I am not nor ever will be a finished product. And yet, still and always, we are cherished in God's eyes. That's the reminder, this one night of the year, that brings me to my knees. The call to humility is the invitation to be reminded of our blessedness within the context of our broken lives, and to face fully, for even just a moment, our need for forgiveness, for healing, for grace, for patience. Ash Wednesday is a time to consider the deep symbolism of the ashes. Traditionally, as I said, our ashes are made by burning last year's Palm Sunday branches. Last week, we did send out a number of those pieces of palms from last year, hoping that some of us would take those and, with our instructions that we provided, turn those into ashes regardless whether you did that or not, or going to use the candles as I will behind me. This is a powerful symbol. These same branches, these same branches that make some of our ashes tonight, were used to welcome the arrival of Jesus, who bystanders thought was coming to a triumphant, all-powerful, save-us-from-oppressive-forces kind of kingdom. But instead... Our ancient narrative tells us that Jesus turned everything upside down when he arrived. He came not to claim power over anyone, but rather to level the playing field with revolutionary love, refusing to reject or disrespect anyone. And so he was condemned to die for that kind of love. So as our ashes this night are a remarkable symbol, calling us to a different path as well. It is a path remembering and embracing a humbler and literally more gritty way of walking in the world. Ashes are about as gritty as it gets. They smear and smell, and they remind us that life is indeed messy. These ashes are calling, are our calling card out into the world. They urge us to bow down tonight and then raise our heads in the morning to greet the world with that kind of love. When ashes are pressed into our foreheads, we cannot deny that we are more than just spiritual beings walking around in unattached bodies. We are flesh, and yes, we are dust and to dust we shall return. But in this in-between time, between then and the not yet, how shall we live our lives? The invitation today is to spend some time considering how you will spend the next 40 days of this journey. A time to consider what this season of self-examination and reflection might have in store for you, in store for me. In a few minutes, we will hear ancient words. They are the ancient words said year after year in our tradition, inviting us into what we call a Holy Lent. This year, I am somehow more keenly aware of the obvious. I realize that what this season, this journey has to offer is completely dependent Upon our receptivity to it. In other words, we will either hear these words and embrace them, and we will hold, or we will hold them apart, at a distance maybe, because they don't sound right, or they don't feel right to us, or maybe even feel unusually harsh this year amidst this context. I get it, I feel it, and I want us to lean into the possibility that Lent can be holy for us indeed. I don't know about you, but I can feel very overwhelmed and sad pretty easily these days. And so this Lenten invitation to take on a time of quiet introspection and self-reflection comes with unique challenges and burdens this year. I'm not sure I'll be very good at accepting the invitation, but I promise you I will try, and I invite you to do the same. I'm grateful that Jesus reminds us on this particular night that greatness is something that perhaps altogether we usually get completely backwards. Our words from Scripture tonight tell us that achievement, by the world's standards, have precious little to do with what makes us great in the eyes of divine love. Instead, we are to go into our own rooms, our private places, where we are truly ourselves, the places where there is no one to impress, places where there is no one else to worry about. And then, once we have found that place, that place all by ourselves, to look around, see what you notice, See what you feel. See what you can connect with deep inside of you. That will be your divine connection this season. The irony in that for me is that when I am truthful and when I even come close to truly finding that place, it's the place where we began from the very beginning. It's the place from which we originally come. When I heed the sacred words of scripture this night and find that place, what I am in fact doing, in truth is simply remembering who I was created to be, equally broken and blessed. A child of God, traveler on a journey, leading me always home. On this night, I pray we find each of us a way to breathe deeply into some new silence into some new peace, into some new ways of seeing with our hearts more than seeing perhaps with our eyes. May we each open ourselves to remembering these deep truths as we journey through Lent this year. Pack only what is essential for the journey, my friends. Open your heart and prepare to see what God wants you to see all alone when no one else is around guide us, source of divine love, to perform simple acts of love and prayer, the real works of reform and renewal of this overture to the spring of the Spirit. O Father of Jesus, Mother of Christ, help us not to waste these precious Lenten days of our soul's spiritual springtime. Amen. May it be so. Traveling mercies, my friends.